hello welcome to the next episode of mud hut this is episode 35 thanks for tuning in hope you enjoy this podcast Listeners, thanks for tuning into my podcast. I am gonna represent. Represent? Ugh, my brain is mush today. I'm going to in, do the transits and ephemerides for Tuesday, the 11th of August, 2020. And this is. Uh, degrees from 11.24am UT time which is depending on where you are in Europe an hour ahead or an hour behind so it's roughly it's very roughly how I I don't do it to the exact point but today we've got sun in Leo at 19 degrees so we'll be coming out of Leo soon it's the 11th today so Leo ends around the 22nd so around 10 days excuse me we got the moon in Taurus where the moon likes to be so the sun is in Leo and the moon is in Taurus it's very strong intense energy Taurus in Taurus moon is exalted that means it likes being there the moon is very happy so you're emotionally like hmm should be stable but as we go down we see Venus is in Cancer and if you're depending on who what you are and how emotional you are um, Venus and Cancer is actually quite a nice relief from what it was in before. I think it was in Gemini before, which is a bit kind of like unsettling for some people, depending on how how you notice your moods move and your relationships move. Uh, Mercury is in Leo. Mars is in Aries. Jupiter is in retrograde Capricorn. Saturn is in retrograde Capricorn. Uranus is in Taurus. Neptune is in retrograde Pisces, Pluto retrograde Capricorn, Chiron retrograde Aries, and the True Node is in retrograde Gemini and True Lilith in retrograde Aries. Um, everybody is probably noticing the heat. This is quite unusual. I've managed to escape London temporarily, um, but I'm getting lots of reports from London being unbearably hot. Um, so I feel rather lucky to have uh, escaped the coastline and so there's a nice sea breeze um, which probably you don't want to hear if you're in London but the re- the, the things that I can I was just saying to um, Chris hi Chris um, was that I kind of there's so many techniques to keep cool I mean I've got like thick black long hair and if I'd like dip it in water it stays wet for the whole day so it's like having a wet blanket so I'm totally cool it just stays cold it stays cool or I um you can rinse your wrists put your wrists under cold water and your whole body should sort of drop temperature um or go back to a, a cooler temp um I just stay in the shade I think that um the it's quite unusual for us to experience uh, this kind of heat especially in the United Kingdom and we're not used to it um, so I would suggest sort of um, I, I've, I was on the beach the other day and I saw someone with a pop-up paddling pool 
as a tiny little thing um <laughs> anything that can cool you down i strongly recommend it because some people do get a bit heated and up and hot under the collar in this kind of weather um they're not used to it and that's all it is really um what other tips can you do to stay cool man um obviously uh Sometimes when I'm in a hot country, I, I like shower about three or four times a day. It just kind of like um, keeps me cool. Um, but yeah, it's so unusual to have this kind of um, strength of um, sunshine and clear sky. I've not known it to be uh, so consistent in, uh, in the United Kingdom. So, uh, yeah, but so that Venus in Cancer in three degrees, uh, I don't know if you, I think that everyone's feeling very homely uh, relationship wise. I wonder if people are sort of reaching out to other people. Um, that Cancer feeling of like um, trying to fix things and uh, making your house nice and making your home nice. Um, and Venus Cancer is for motherly energy, so there's a lot of caring, maybe getting messages from people, asking how you are, um, just general kindness, really. Hopefully, that's I like, I, I do, I don't mind Venus and Cancer. It can also mean that, you know, um, it's, a, it's a crabby energy, isn't it? The crab, the crabster. So, yeah, Ooh, just very hot today. Um, stay cool, people. That was the transits and ephemerides of astrological weather for today. This week is really a, a funky week, so um, uh, just um, what can I say to that? Is uh, just if you notice any kind of like strange activity. Um, you can only just sort of take note, I suppose. <laughs> I may not make it any sense, I suppose, but <laughs> um, stay cool. Don't know if you could hear the seagulls there in the background. I've gone for a walk around the little town here and um, just headed to this uh, water fountain where there's people relaxing. I suppose like the distance thing is uh, implemented everywhere, of course. Um, so it's nice, the sun's just gone in and so it's rather, there's a nice breeze and it's much cooler in the shade if you can find shade. I know that everyone's really suffering today. Yeah, people working in shops and wherever. Just went to a shop and the lady was talking about how hot she was and how that she wasn't designed for this kind of weather. But it'll be a couple of months time and we'll be back to cold again but it's true like I just said you know in the previous segment that we're not used to having consistent heat like this 
Um, so I think the next today and tomorrow will be quite warm. Uh, but they, they're sort of saying that there's going to be some showers and thunderstorms Thursday and Friday, which may lift the heavy pressure off. I mean, that's all basically what astrology is, really. It's, um, it's just weather. And if it's a sunny day, then you might wake up with a sunny disposition. You know, it's, it can affect our moods and our... brain in a way um it's it's nothing sort of because everyone sort of tries to create a science out of it and if if it's something that doesn't resonate with you well that's kind of that's okay but if it resonates with other people then what's it to you um i always think yeah when i first heard about astrology i i kind of like thought I can't imagine why this is a thing. How is it a thing? And then you realise that ain't thousands of years people have looked up into the skies and and seen kind of repetition, pattern, behaviour uh, around and the cycles really of how how uh, it all moves around up there and down here and. Well, we're kind of, like I always say, we're floating in space. And it's hard to sort of keep remembering that, really, which is why I love wearing rocks and crystals and stones. Sort of keep me, keep me grounded and <laughs> not levitated and in my own head, in my own ego. Um, but, yeah, I, I do appreciate being out of London on this very, very hot day, I have to say after speaking with quite a few people who are suffering in the heat right now. Um, But I feel like I, as an Aquarian, I also tend to feel energies before other people. Because I suppose I'm quite sensitive to it, really. Um, And so it's the next day or the day after that that people are feeling the same energies that I'm I'm feeling. like so like at the moment with that venus and cancer i feel that there's a lot of sensitivities a lot of emotional feeling like i i did feel a bit kind of wobbly today unusually so because i've got nothing really on my plate to feel wobbly about to be fair um but yeah i felt that super sensitivity and i as an aquarian i'm and i've got moon and aries i don't really and i've got a lot of taurus aries energy i'm not really a sort of whimsical person in that respect but yeah it's sensitivities are heightened I feel with that Venus and Cancer but the, that's that may be a, a lower energy but on, in, a, in a high vibration perspective it's a really good time to connect with people and and, and be loving and motherly and homely um, and with the Leo energy yeah, it can be quite dramatic with that. I did mention in the in the transits and ephemerides earlier in the previous segment that the uh, that the moon is in Taurus and it likes to be there. And I, I I quite like the moon in Taurus. Moon in Taurus people I'm trying to think. Well, my brother's moon in Taurus. So is this um, 
Yeah, several members of my family, two members of my family, Moon and Taurus, and uh, two members of my family are rising Taurus. So I feel that sort of connection is is around. The Taurus energy can be quite slow, and uh, it can be like uh, more chi in the way you go with the flow and slow. It sounds like a Beastie Boys song. Let it flow. Let yourself go, slow and low, that is the tempo. (laughs) Yep, sorry about my singing. I do apologise for that. It's very tempting to put my feet in the waterfall, but I won't because it does look rather cloudy. And a bit, there's some debris at the bottom there, which I don't think is um, very enticing. So I'm going to, I think, get off the perch and continue with my walk. (laughs) Literally every shop I've been in, everybody's been being rather vocal about the heat. And yeah, the extra sensitivity with that um, Venus and Cancer, I suppose, sort of vocalises that. like, for example, just now, I was uh, coming out of the shop and taking my mask off. And um, it kind of got caught in my earring. And I was kind of like um, trying to get it out. But it was just not releasing. And, you know, when, like, you're five, four or five, and you're just like, you just want to throw yourself on the floor in a tantrum and just be like, want to cry. And, like, you know, it was, it's not even, like, a thing to, like, get upset about or emotional about when you've got a, a mask stuck to your earring hook. And then... Because, you know, like, when you can't see, <laughs> it's so frustrating. I appreciate, you know, everyone's frustrations at the moment. Um, it's just so odd to feel that we're unable to do the things that we want to do in ordinary existences, previous existences, like, you know, my sort of routine was going to gigs, meeting friends, um, travelling, having exhibitions, going, you know, going to my studio, um meeting with other artists and painters and having that kind of connection um if you really want really really wanted to bring down society you know this is the way to do it because as humans i guess we are a prerequisite of how we exist as connection and community and socializing And it kind of lifts our spirit. Our hearts magnify that vibration. It's a high vibration to feel love and give love and share. And if you feel like you need to be locked up or you have to be locked up, it it can be so damaging to the soul. And I guess the only way we can elevate that is, um, you know, with keeping into, you know, a fair restriction it's not restriction but whatever it is that protects us I suppose wearing a mask is one of them um and in this heat it's probably quite difficult to breathe I'm walking up a quite a busy road now so I might uh stop this segment 
as I'm kind of battling with tarmac and rubber at the moment. People are still texting and driving. I mean, I love people watching. I could do that for hours. I'm just, oh, there's a lovely little butterfly landed on some lavender. I do tend to squeeze that bit of lavender. Oh, take a big old inhale. If you ever see lavender, just squeeze it and it releases a little bit of the essential oil. Oh, that's so beautiful. really is good for the soul and the heart natural herbs and plants and things we need to grow more trees oh it's calmed down now suddenly there's a rush of traffic I featured two Phil Fearon songs on today's podcast because I think it was last week or the week before, I just somehow stumbled upon that song and it took me way back to the 80s as a child. And in England, we did have um, sort of an R&B, soul, disco explosion in the 70s and 80s and with British artists as opposed to American artists. And... um, Phil Fearon was a quite a big deal as a British, a black British pop star, and I've included two of his songs on the podcast. And it really, oh, really listening back to those sort of youthful, spirited days of mine. And uh, and the other one was um, a video he shot in at the in Chiswick High Road and, you, and actually the health centre is still there actually, they're planning to knock it down and build something new there um, in the fruit and veg area and the record shop tune into 296 what was it 297 um, was the record shop that we used to go to back in the day was, there was our price on Chiswick High Road and tune in to 296 and there was this tiny little record shop further up there's about three or four record shops uh, Woolworths was always a place you could get your vinyl back in the day uh, I suppose that's why we've got a lot of empty shops because a lot of shops uh, existed because they were specialised in a certain item simply doesn't exist anymore well you know, technology has moved on, and uh, but you know, I want, when I want, want to mention a kind of controversial subject since, since leaving London, and maybe why people are um, going to the beaches in the hundreds and thousands over here, um, feeling that maybe they're not going to be affected or. less affected than other minorities and in the news they're saying that the BAME community are the ones being hit but the statistically those people are bus drivers um doctors nurses key workers 
that work ev- that have worked every day consistently consistency consistently throughout this whole saga of covid um and uh you know my friend a friend of the family said you know oh don't worry about me it's you lot that we have to worry about and uh, by saying you lot i'm sure he meant black people i'm um southern indian but um black because there's a whole spectrum of color tones in, across india you could be as black as any nigerian african or you could be very pale from the north to the south the tamil people are very dark and i'm very dark but we're from um telangana which is quite near tamil but it's also a very heady mix of thousands of years of mixing with other invaders and that sort of thing um so yeah it's they're the sort of worrying about the concept of uh of us brownies being more affected but that's just not the case it's just that uh we tend to be still working and doing the jobs when you know other sections of society have the option to lock down and stay at home and stay safe which is extremely sad but that's the course harsh truth i suppose um it's not like we have a different makeup, is it? Or is there something I don't know? Maybe there is. Um, but just, I just noticed that perhaps there's a feeling of invincibility when it comes to that uh, sections of society. And I can't help thinking it's quite divisional in, uh, in a way. Maybe it's that Venus and Cancer making me feel like, you know, it's all a bit unnecessary all of this isn't it (laughs) but anyway strange strange times on hot hot days so what does everybody think about all this disclosure that's happening um about three years ago in 2017 I made a YouTube channel where I was trying to sort of talk about stuff like this and basically it didn't, I don't know whether it was shadow banned or whether it had any residence anywhere. I don't know why, like maybe it's my brown face that just doesn't get clicks. I don't know. Who knows? We know that, you know, there's the whole thing about TikTok being racist and like there's proof and like people scroll through um, and algorithms, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's true because I love TikTok. I watch it all the time. Um, I feel like it's being banned because there's two things. I mean, it's a Chinese app and people uh, who are talking about AI are um, basically saying that TikTok is a app that will collate consciousness human consciousness and then code it and put it into future ai for the existent the, the the for whatever reason that we we call modern technology um 
and like people like Elon Musk and always bang on about AI and stuff like that. And it's, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, even in the 90s, if you'd have said everyone would have a phone and camera and access to the universe, everything you've ever wanted to know, well, mostly wanted you know most information apart from your cure for cancer and that sort of thing is gonna be in your pocket all your music that you've ever owned is gonna be in your pocket you wouldn't have believed me if I'd have said if I'd have just sort of popped up and said do you know in 25 years time you are gonna have the libraries of the world music of the world ever that was ever created available in your pocket if you wanted it And you'd be like, shut up, move. And there would be no belief. So I'm only talking about 20, 30 years time ahead. You know, things that we would think are inconceivable. You know, we may think are ridiculous when we say it out loud. So anyway, there's lots of theories as to... um, you know, the whole Julian Assange and people were saying, yeah, he should be locked up. He's compromising our security, our mainland security, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, the point of WikiLeaks was, was to tell the truth, was to, to answer all the questions. Why do we get things hidden from us? Why do we? I mean, we, I understand the concept of enemy and keeping information from the enemy because the humans as a whole not all humans can i just say but there is a certain echelon of society people from around the planet that want to imperialize and colonialize and so for whatever reason drives them whether it be power money minerals finance it's always going to be about money at the end of the day and territory and owning that territory. It's like a game of chess. For some reason, it's a sport, or whatever, whatever category you want to put it in there, it exists. And I guess, as a whole, humans put up with it. For at least the last 150 years, we've had, you know, after World War I, World War II. Anyway, I've gone on a massive tangent. What I'm saying is, all this disclosure stuff is coming out now and there's something there's so the wikileaks came out and now we've had the cia fbi documents that have been released the maxwell things just maxwell uh, information is all being released all these files that have been tied up and been completely dis, uh, hidden from society um, and it's just a lot of information is coming out and you've got to ask yourself why that's happening. It's an interesting discussion. I think it's very scary if you're a parent and you've got children and you wonder what the hell, especially through these pandemic times, you know, uh, I think it's quite um, normal for people to bury their head in the sands and not think about this sort of thing um, and, and just try to give their children the best life a parent can but that can only exist up until a certain age and then the kids just do their own thing and have their own freedom 
But um, I'm trying to conclude what I was basically out to say. And that was talking about this CIA file. And one of the things on there is the admission of existence of other dimensions, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. Sorry, I've gone on another Beastie Boy tangent. So evidently, like for example, here's my thoughts. It's just my thoughts. And, you know, everyone's welcome to have their opinion and thoughts. And this is my podcast, so I... I'm saying what I think and I'm being attacked by a fly. Why are flies doing fly? When you open a window to a fly, why do they fly everywhere else apart from out of the window? Can somebody answer me that? No. Can science answer me that? I don't know. Yes, maybe it can. Anyway, so back to CIA. Hinduism talks about metaphysics. It's not a literal thing where it says people are flying around with different animal parts as heads, blah, blah, blah. It's a way of externalising inner worlds and outer worlds and how as living beings, our imaginations, our minds, our existences are perhaps way I see it is not real so that way we can then manifest and think about things that are otherworldly but somehow it is about being in this vessel on this planet on this rock and the concept of that is quite majestical anyway um And I suppose that's when people can't cope with the concept of all these millions of gods that Hindus have. But what that suggests to me, which is actually in the meaning of Namaste, which is respecting the divinity in, in everybody. And so when you're saying that to somebody, you're saying that because you're respecting the divinity, the divine in that, in that other person. And in India, they, they don't teach you this in the yoga classes but growing up we used to go to India as children and the first things they would do uh, for an elder member of the family or a respected person is touch their feet and pray and to anybody to to and you know not even a deity to my mum to my dad you know you do that out of a respect to touch someone's feet and then touch your third eye your forehead um which is where the bindi is and the explanation of uh why all these traditions uh in hinduism are a thing like bangles like ankle chains like bindis like saris like the way indian people dress the way they do their hair it's all scientific it all relates to quantum physics which is why cern in Switzerland have this ginormous statue of Nataraja aka Shiva in their grounds because Shiva is representative of dancing in the universe and I was completely obsessed with with the concept of Shiva 
even after my parents told me about Shiva and my brother, I remember drew a painting of Shiva's sort of shoulder up coming out of a mountain with the cobra around his neck and his hair and his blue skin. And that's what my brother's name, Sunil, means. Sunil is the colour indigo, of colour of Krishna, and also, I guess, Shiva, because he's blue too. And um, I suppose what I'm also gearing up to is that what I originally spoke about is those SF, those CIA files that say that we have capabilities of, they know this stuff, they know that manifestation is a thing, they know that meditation and being together is how we unify and how we can make things, ourselves and our union stronger, yoga means unity, union, being together, learning from each other, a guru is somebody that you, is a teacher that can teach you. It's all very simple. It's not contrived. It's been going around for millions of years. Well, not millions of years, tens of thousands of years. And they, I suppose it being hidden in a CIA file where they've done loads of tests throughout the last 60 years and they've kept it hidden. They found their results and their conclusions. And here we are. And it's all there available to read. And one of them which is uh, very bizarre, is a subject called non-corporeal beings. Um, and the CIA have confirmed that it's a thing. Um, and the video that I was talking about, one of the videos I did with my YouTube channel that I did in 2017 was of the Canadian minister who'd uh, went into his, whatever their version of parliament is, and said that, He's disclosing these informa- this information about um, UFOs. And we've had that bloke from Blink-182 going on Joe Rogan saying, yeah, 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 I've seen the evidence, blah, blah, blah. But you don't see any evidence. You don't see anything. It's still very much hidden. And we're still very much in the dark. But we're being drip-fed little bits of information like this. CIA files, which is, if you, ever, if you can look it, for it online, it's all typed out. Like William Burroughs typed it himself. It's just bizarre. So what is a non-corporeal being? Uh, so I've just Googled it and it says, those who have no true physical form, uh, through, uh, though they may have physical avatars or bodies, but their true essence exists non-physically, whether as a soul or as an energy or abstract concept. Now, I mean, I'm completely obsessed with abstraction as a painter um, because I paint through frequency and vibration. So I could be listening to music. I I will have no idea what it is that I'm going to paint. And yet somehow, however many days, hours, months later, I look back and there's a painting finished. And I have no rhyme or reason as to how I attacked it, where I started, where I came from when I did it, but it ends up being something really cool. And then when I look at it, there's things in my paintings. Explain that. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing any kind of study leading up towards an end painting like traditionally you would do at art school. That's why I dropped out of art school, but I just wanted to be able to be free and do my own thing. And, and that's when... That's why I think things like um, Hinduism is is so so kind of like 
I don't know what's the word. I think people are using the word discrediting these days when they want to talk about spirituality, the metaphysics, and that people were turning towards yoga and meditation quite naturally, even though they think it's all woo-woo and they, you know, it's demons and devils and Satan and it's absolutely nothing to do with that. Hinduism has been going for 10,000 years before there was even the concept of whatever Abrahamic time was recorded and those books were written. So, yes, there are demons, um, but that's a reflection, like I say, of metaphysics and analogies, anecdotes of being able to explain situations to uh, as an alternative to schools, classes, because maybe 5,000 years ago, we didn't have the structure of schools and classes in the way that we do today. But anyway, my conversation is very difficult being on my own because it's only one way. And, it, and um, these are the sort of conversations that I had with my mum. And um, we'd spend hours talking about this sort of thing. And now I'm talking to my podcast friends out here about it. Um, so... Yeah, look into the whole, um, that's super fascinating what the, the uh, CIA are releasing in America right now. You've been listening to Mud Heart by me, Asha DC. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. I hope it had some valuable insights or just plain listening. I uh, had some feedback yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday from my friend Charlie? Hi, Charlie, if you're listening. He said that he fell asleep listening to my podcast. And so that's nice. I said, well, at least it had some kind of reaction, which is uh, everything, really. Till the next time. Take care.